Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Black Ferns Show with Kirsty Stanway. Celebrating all things women's rugby on SENZ. For ticket info, head to blackferns.com and catch all the action this season. This is how you play rugby. Like a black fern, let's go! Good evening and welcome into the Blackfern Show for another week. We do this every fortnight. We put a spotlight on women's rugby and what is a massive year in New Zealand. It is great to have you joining us. The countdown to the Women's Rugby World Cup continues just 75 days away from the Rugby World Cup opener and Eden Park on the 8th of October. But we are just two days away from the Commonwealth Games, I should say. It starts overnight Friday in Birmingham, where both of our seven sides will be in action, our men's and women's. So today's show, we've decided to dedicate to the Commonwealth Games. We've got some amazing interviews to share with you. But first, a little snippet, a memory of what it was like four years ago on the Gold Coast. Gold for our Blackburn 7 side. And racing with three gold shirts chasing her. But it's Brazier for the corner. Can anyone get to her? Brazier for New Zealand and for the victory. And the gold medal is theirs. Unbelievable. I was lucky enough to be there. Uh, I just had my 26th birthday on the Gold Coast. I was working for TV3 as a sports reporter at the time. And on that Sunday, Mike McRoberts said to me, you get to go to Rabina Stadium today and cover the Sevens Finals. It was a dream come true to be able to be there and witness that live. One of the greatest matches of Sevens that you will ever see. That moment, Kelly Brazier sprinting away to score the match-winning try. Where were you? I feel like everyone remembers where they were that day. So where were you? Would love to hear from you on double eight double three. Let us know. You would have been watching it somewhere. That day just stopped the nation. It was a golden day for New Zealand. Double gold on the Gold Coast for our Commonwealth Games team. Uh, And coming up on the program, we've got the most amazing interviews. Shakira Baker, she was there. She was part of our 12 uh, women's team our seven side on the Gold Coast, and she joins us to talk about that day, that moment, that match. Kelsey Wills, she was there on the Gold Coast as well, but in a completely different role. You'll recognise her name now because she is one of our current Black Ferns playing for Bay of Plenty in the Farah Palmer Cup as well, but she was there as a beach volleyball player. She's been through the most amazing transformation in the last four years from a professional beach volleyballer to a professional rugby player. 
we'll get her story, what her uh, Commonwealth Games was like for volleyball and then her transition into rugby as well. And we catch up with Cherry Blyde, mother of, of course, Michaela Blyde, who's over in Birmingham at the moment. But Cherry Blyde, she's a legend in her own right. She was part of the first ever New Zealand women's rugby side that played that first match in 1992. More than 30 years ago, she started playing rugby. She's still heavily involved in the game as well. She's now the president of the Taranaki Football Union and the first female ever to be president. So she has an amazing story, an amazing journey to share with us, and we cannot wait to get her on the programme. Time now, though, for what's making news in the women's game. The Blackburns Show. Quick hits. Well... We are two rounds in to the Farah Palmer Cup, our domestic competition here in New Zealand. It has been sensational in the first couple of rounds. Our Black Ferns have been there, have been available and ripping in to the action. I can tell you, in the Premiership, Canterbury unbeaten after two games, uh, two from two and sitting top and pretty in the Premiership and in the Championship, Otago. This this was the last round for our ladies to show what they've got before the squad for the Laurie O'Reilly uh, is named on Thursday. Tickets are on sale right now on the Black Ferns website, blackferns.com. So do jump on, uh, get involved. They are playing Australia in August on the 20th in Christchurch. So if you can, make sure you get to that game. But results over the weekend. The first one, the big one, Canterbury women over the Auckland Storm, 33-27. What a game. It's there. Muir is a charge towards the trial and it's good defence though from Auckland so far. Mataele charges towards the line and she's over. So the referee's time, that's all that is the most important time here and referee Dan Moore says that is enough, that'll do us. It is Canterbury, 33 points to 27. Yeah, it's a great rivalry, that one, the Auckland uh, versus Canterbury rivalry. Canterbury women get it done on this occasion. Uh, the Taranaki women went down to the North Harbour Hibiscus 21-10. The Otago Spirit 44-22 over the Hawks Bay Tui. Uh, and to round out the action on Saturday, uh, Northam women with plenty of black ferns in that side as well, beating Tasman women 29 points to 10 on Sunday. We had a couple of uh, close encounters. The Bay of Plenty Volcanics beating the Manawatu site Clones 37 26, and one of the tries so far of the Farah Palmer Cup had to be this lady, Renee Wycliffe. And they go for the crossfield kick, and Renee Wycliffe, pure class, pinpoint accuracy with the crossfield, and that is just brilliant rugby from the Volcanics. Yeah, it was amazing rugby, all right. If you haven't watched the highlights or watched that one, I encourage you to jump on YouTube, uh, go and find it because it was a cracking match. And to round out round two action in the Farah Palmer Cup, the Wellington Pride 27 over the county's Monaco Heat 19. Another uh, outstanding game uh, over the weekend. Well, time now for our feature interview, our first interview of the day. I'm really excited about this one. She is an incredible athlete. Uh, at high school, she was a top basketballer, netballer, tennis player uh, but volleyball was the sport that she really thrived on she played for New Zealand she went on uh, to go to university in the States in New Jersey playing for Hofstra 
University. And while there, she became one of the best players in the program's history. In 2013, she was the Colonial Athletic Association Player of the Year. She was named twice in the NCAA tournament team and she was nominated for the NCAA Woman of the Year. Kelsey Wills joins us now and we're very lucky to have her because she does have Bay of Plenty training tonight as well. She's a Blackburn, former New Zealand Beach volleyball player who was there at the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast four years ago. Kelsey, welcome into the programme and thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, Give us a bit of background on you, where you grew up uh, and what it was like. Yeah, hi Kirstie, awesome to be on. Um, Yeah, so... Pretty much, I guess, my my journey through to playing rugby now. Um, so I'm from Matamata, um, dairy farm family. Um, so grew up uh, with two older brothers getting um, tossed around a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, through through school kind of, yeah, played, played all sports. Um, and then, yeah, through my college years, I kind of dropped a sport each year until seventh form. I just played volleyball. Yeah. Um, then after after high school, yeah, went over to the states, like you mentioned. Um, so spent four years there playing indoor volleyball, which was like an awesome experience. It was pretty much, I guess, playing like professional sport but studying full time. So not not a lot of uh, life outside of that, but um, mm. yeah, an awesome experience. Um, and then yeah, after that, after I graduated, I headed to Paris and played a year um, professionally there. Um, which was which was also a pretty tough experience, but but really good, really hard language wise, but um, yeah, an awesome experience um, to yeah get an idea of what it was like to be a professional. Mm. Um, yeah, then yeah, so I spent a year there and then decided it was time to come home. So um, ended up with a job in Tauranga, um, being an auditor with KPMG. Um, who have been super supportive of my <laughs> career. Um, yeah, and then kind of couldn't stay away from the, <laughs> the sport and then got, got into beach volleyball, um, which is, yeah, it was pretty ideal living living in the bay with that. Um, and then, yeah, ended up qualifying for the Gold Coast Com Games 2018, um, which was, yeah, uh, quite a journey in itself. And, um, yeah, it was... That was an awesome tournament for us. We were probably playing our best best volleyball, um, and then just had a had a rough quarter. <laughs> probably played yeah our best volleyball, and then yeah couldn't quite hack it in the quarter. Um, so then yeah after Tom Games, I decided okay I need to kind of start a savings account because all my <laughs> money was going into into volleyball, yeah. being not not hugely funded. Um, and then like six months later. Um, my cousin kind of asked if I wanted to go and give sevens a go, did that, and then got fully committed into rugby, and then, yeah, here we are today. Um, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's like the most amazing sporting journey over the last decade. There's so much I want to ask you. First of all, um, your experience playing in America, uh, being a college athlete, we see it on the movies. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, so um, there was the whole whole dorm life and yeah. <laughs> all of that. Um it was it was pretty cool because you like your teammates, you live with them, you go to classes with them, you do pretty much everything together. So it was yeah, you, you're with your best friends all day, every day really. 
Um, so I guess that was quite strange once we graduated and obviously well, there was quite a lot of international students um, in my team and so we kind of all went different ways so we've only kind of caught up like maybe once or twice since I graduated so yeah. And you moved on after university you were studying accountancy like you said and you went to France so is it are athletes paid to play volleyball in France what was the level like um, the language barrier all of that? You're in Paris. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, an awesome, awesome spot to be in. Um, so, like, professional there is pretty much, like, breaking even, kind of. Um, so not huge money in, yeah. Yeah, in France. But, um, yeah, it was good good volleyball, high level of volleyball. Um, so that was, that was probably one of my kind of first experiences of being a bit of a bench player. So, yeah, had to kind of work my way up, up through the season there. Um, and living in Paris, yeah, obviously the language thing was hard. Um, kind of the management of my club after after a month were like, "Why aren't you fluent yet?" <laughs> so um, that was that was pretty tricky. But um, but there was a there was an English speaking girl on my team, so that actually helped translate a lot for me. Did you learn but, much um, French? Yeah, well, by by the end of end of my time there, I could understand a lot, and yeah. I could um, put together, you know sentences to let me get by yeah <laughs> but you yeah, like post that I haven't obviously been talking French to anyone so I don't know how I would go now one day it'll come yeah. in handy and you'll need it and you'll be able to whip it out of your back pocket we'll move on to the Commonwealth Games uh, of course qualifying for that and then going over you're obviously you've been part of the New Zealand volleyball sides in the past but when you're at the Commonwealth Games you're a part of um, a much bigger side being part of the New Zealand team as a whole so what was that whole experience like for you experiencing the village life yeah, it was it was pretty surreal, really. Um, walking around the village and then just yeah, spotting spotting like your sporting heroes just cruising around the village. It was yeah, it was pretty awesome and um, just the variety of athletes. You know, usually you're, you're heading off to tournaments and it's just yeah, yeah, all volleyball people or whatever. Um, but it was awesome just seeing all the shapes and sizes and just like, hmm, I wonder what sport they play. Like, it was pretty pretty cool. And then the um, yeah, the the New Zealand um, setup was wicked there. Like um, you couldn't have asked for anything else, <laughs> um, and just the the team environment and culture that they that they provided was yeah, it was awesome. Who were the sporting heroes that you were seeing around the village? Who were the ones that were getting all the selfies and autographs? <laughs> I'm I myself I'm not a not really a selfie <laughs> selfie kind of person, <laughs> but um, no a lot of a lot of the athletics athletics um, team I I love seeing because yeah. that's kind of a sport that um, I, you don't really watch much on TV yeah. like in general, but when it's like Olympics com games you you know it's an awesome awesome thing to watch. Mm. So that and it was it was actually also quite funny. I once we'd finished our um, tournament. Um, managed to get to go and watch the women's sevens final, yeah. um, which was which was epic. Um, and it was yeah, it's just been quite funny post that. Um, yeah, being in teams with a lot of those girls and things like that. It's yeah. amazing, eh? That everything sort of comes full circle. Um, yeah. Just on on the results, you mentioned it. You were going so well um, with your partner until the quarterfinals. Um, talk us through that. And, and what that yeah. experience was like. And, of course, it's a result-driven industry. So I know as a competitor yeah. yourself, you would have probably been gutted. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we had three um, awesome pool games, which yeah. we played. Yeah, like better than ex- expected. Um, then yeah, hit our quarterfinal versus Cyprus, and they, you know, just one of those games that everything kind of went their way. The ball was just tagging the line for them, and <laughs> and mm. not for us. And um, yeah, it was. Like, because we were pretty confident going into that game, I'd say. So I think that made it harder when we when it didn't go our way in yeah. the end. And um, yeah, it was it was pretty upsetting because we obviously knew we could have done a lot better than we we did. So um, yeah, it was pretty pretty painful and um, still a bit raw thinking about yeah. it now. But um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Ho, talk to us about um, this cousin that you, got you into rugby. Who is it that we have to thank for your transition? And, and what was the transition like? Because how much rugby had you watched? Had you played any rugby? And and how did you go about learning all the rules and the technicalities? Because you're playing at lock as well, you know. There's a lot to learn. Yeah, so um, so my cousin Kyle McLean, he... Um, he works in, in the rugby industry now. He's, he's a bit of like a, a coach's coach, you could call him. Um, but he was working at the Bay of Plenty Union at the time and kind of was organising a, um, a, yeah, a training, I guess, for people who hadn't played before or from other sports like myself. Yeah, so he kind of just was like, oh, you want to come along? And so, yeah, rocked up. But, um, yeah, I guess in terms of... Um, learning the rules and yeah. transitioning and things like that. Um, I was actually thinking the other week, it's, it's probably only this year that I've really felt comfortable in the contact zone. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's taken a good few years to, like that was probably the biggest thing to get used to for me. Um, Rules-wise, still learning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they change them every every few weeks anyway, don't That's they? That's true. <laughs> It's a hard game to understand even for people that are watching, let alone you playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so still getting there there. But, um, yeah, no, I, I lo- I've loved the change and just the new challenge of it all, eh? So, yeah. And what about becoming a black fern, actually pulling on that jersey and representing New Zealand in another sport? What was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, the, the anthem gets you all yeah. the time, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Always see people. That's the moment, hey, when you yeah. kind of when it hits you. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, my debut and things last year, we were on tour over playing England, mm. and um, so it was a it was a not it was a tough game for us. Um, yeah, it was. I guess it wouldn't wouldn't you wouldn't call it your dream debut, but yeah. um, but in terms of learnings and experience. Um, it's been awesome for me, yeah. <laughs> and we won't take up too much more of your time because we know that you do have training for Bay of Plenty tonight um, <laughs> and you're going great guns. That was a great match on the weekend as well. Uh, but just finally from us, what what are your goals in rugby? You're obviously a person that strives for success and strives to be at the very top. So what do you want to achieve in this game? Yeah, well, um, for me this year, it's yeah. been I've kind of been out six months um, yeah. with injury, so I'm kind of just getting back into things. But... Um, Obviously, the goal this year is World Cup, and so yeah, I'm trying to get myself back into a position for selection and things like that. Which there's there's a lot of competition there now, so um, yeah, got to keep working towards that. But that's that's the ultimate goal. And um, post post World Cup, I I kind of missed out with injury playing the Super season this yeah. year, so 
that I would love to get get one of those um, competitions under my belt as well. Yeah. Well, you're an incredible athlete, and we'll cross would touch fingers that the injury stay away for the rest of the year because we want to see you out there. So thank you so much for coming on and telling your story and sharing your journey uh, from volleyball, professional volleyballer to a professional rugby player. So great to be able to have you on the program. So thank you so much, Kelsey. Thanks, Kirsty. <laughs> thank you. Kelsey Wills joining us there uh, out of the Bay of Plenty Volcanics, also a Blackfern. Remarkable story. Uh, incredible story, incredible journey over the past four years from a Commonwealth Games volleyballer, beach volleyballer. She was there on the Sunday to watch the Blackfern Sevens win gold on the Gold Coast. And now her ultimate goal is to represent New Zealand in the Home World Cup later on this year. How good is that? This is your Blackfern's history lesson. Usually Sundays are for roast and relaxing with family, but on Sunday, April 15, 2018, the afternoon was set for sevens. The Avengers' Affinity War was out at the movies, and Nice For What by Drake was the chart topper. But I think Harry Styles' Golden would have been more appropriate. It was the final day of the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games, and there were 17 gold medals up for grabs. I was lucky enough to be heading to the seventh final at Ravina Stadium. Let me paint a picture for you. It was Sunday afternoon, beautiful weather in the high 20s. Singlets and shorts were a must as nearly 30,000 fans packed the venue to witness history. There was a lot of hurt amongst the New Zealand side, remembering Australia had upstaged them in Rio, claiming the first Olympic sevens crown just two years earlier. But on this day... The Kiwis had a chance for revenge. A score yet. Here is Portia Woodman. Can make something happen from nowhere. At such wonderful pace. And Woodman is away. And racing down the wing. Oh, the step in field. Nobody will catch her. And that is why she is the most dangerous runner in the women's game. First blood, New Zealand. Next up, another sensational effort from the Black Ferns. Williams does well. Opportunity now brought in for New Zealand. Skipping away left and then right. And finding support from Blyde. Tonegato can't quite get there. And Blyde is in for New Zealand's second try. It was 12-0 at half-time. Looking like a day for the Kiwis. But never rule out the Aussies, especially at home. And with three minutes left on the clock, the hosts mounted their comeback. Didn't look the straightest. It works well for Australia in any case. Loose throw. Players outside. And a chance and a score. And Australia right back in this game. Emily Cherry. A little bit too early to Elia Green. Blyde is upon her. Green making her way around. And in for the try for Australia. Closing in on the post as well. The conversion goes wide. The score is locked at 12 apiece with one minute to play. The atmosphere, electric. The chance just didn't stop. Aussie, Kiwis, Aussie, Kiwis reverberating around the stadium. By this stage, we were deep into extra time. It's hot. We're at the end of three long days of action and both teams are doing their best to try and snap their opposition. The full-time hooter sounded nearly five minutes ago and we were still playing. There it was, something out of nothing. Brazier shrugs off the challenge of Dom Dutoy and Brazier threw herself now and racing with three gold shirts chasing her. But it's Brazier for the corner. Can anyone get to her? Brazier for New Zealand and for the victory and the gold medal is theirs. Australia denied. 
and New Zealand can begin their celebrations. They have won the first gold medal in women's rugby sevens at the Commonwealth Games. And as they say, that's that. An unforgettable day. The Commonwealth Games gold on the Gold Coast. For Williams, Goss, Blyde, Nathan Wong, Brazier, Fitzpatrick, Woodman, Saeli, Baker, Waka, Broughton and Willison. A day, a match and a moment they will never forget. That is your Blackburn's history lesson for today and that one will be hard to top. Great to have you joining us here on the Black Fern Show. Great to have you along on the journey. This is a massive year in rugby, of course. The 15s World Cup, the 7s World Cup and the Commonwealth Games, which starts in just a couple of days' time. So we've decided to dedicate the show today to the Commonwealth Games and we've got one of the gold medalists from four years ago on the Gold Coast joining us to talk about that incredible experience. Shakira Baker was a full-time maths tutor at Hamilton Girls High School and we'll get into that journey before joining the Seven setup, and she was part of the first ever women's Seven side in 2012. Her journey in the black jersey spanning more than a decade. We're so thankful to have her on the program. So Shakira, welcome in. Thank you so much for your time. We'll go to the Gold Coast first and foremost. Can you believe it's nearly been four years? <laughs> yeah, I know it's been such a long time, uh, but um, yeah, given this build-up and things, it's like come around pretty quickly, to be honest. Yeah. Talk to us about that final. We've been reminiscing on it. Um, we've just talked about that moment. Kelly Brazier running away in extra time. Um, talk us through what it was like from your perspective. You were there. Yeah, uh, it was honestly, we were on our biting our nails on the sidelines there watching it from um, the reserves bench and then... Um, I think the clutch moment was when I think Avania Polite got a runaway and Niall chased her down um, to get a turnover. And then from there, the girls just, Kelly Brazier got the ball, set, and then ran full length of the field. And we were just all screaming on the sideline. It was honestly one of the highlights of my um, career, to be honest. There's like there's a moment that will stand out forever, and that is when Kelly gets over the try line and she just collapses, and it seems like she's got absolutely nothing left in the tank, and the girls just jump on it. Like I feel like that moment will be etched in New Zealand's sporting minds forever. Were you one of those? Did you go and just jump on her with the elation? Like how were the celebrations? Yeah, uh, I just yeah that moment's replayed over and over on um, social media. Yeah. And- you literally see Portia pretty much took her up with no energy left in her. Um, I think my one, I raced to Tanika Willison, who played a full game. Yeah. Um, there were a few things leading up to that moment. Um, and, yeah, I just grabbed Tanika, to be honest. She, um, Tyler went down and she had to play a full game. Mm. And um, she did incredibly. And then after that, we managed to get around to the rest of the girls and, and just celebrated. It was honestly like one of the most incredible moments. I I remember being there in the stands and watching that one, and I've never experienced an atmosphere like that one as well, like 30,000 in the stands, the New Zealand-Australia rivalry, of course. So many people coming over from New Zealand to be able to support that, and there were just chants going around that stadium the whole time. Do you hear that when you're out there? To be honest, thinking back, I can't really remember because we're so... um, (laughs) I guess focus on yeah. what's happening on the field right then and there. And when Kelly made that break, honestly, we were just screaming our hearts out. 
and to get that in the end, it was, yeah, a pretty joyous moment. You mentioned uh, Tanika Wilson and, uh, of course, Tyler Nathan Wong as well. There were things that went on in the lead-up to that tournament, right, that just uh, it was it didn't go your way in the lead-up. I mean, Ruby Toy ended up in hospital. Yeah. You weren't even allowed into the village at some point, right? Um, there were illnesses, there were injuries. Nothing was going your way. But to still be able to put all of that aside and perform like you did must be pretty incredible when you think back to that moment yeah I think it speaks volumes for the culture within, yeah. within the team and the adversity that that our um, our management and players had um, so yeah obviously the first blow was um, having Ruby not being able to, to play and then um, rallying around the girls and creating an environment where um, we could do it for her and mm. um, then Come the final, um, Tyler having to sit out, and then Reese coming in and yeah. and playing a gold medal match final, um, and then Tanika having to step up in that role, not having had as much minutes as throughout the World Series and things to step up is just a testament to the character and the depth that we have within, I guess, the Black Ferns. Environment. Yeah, you've been a part of that environment for a long time um, and people often talk about um, this culture because we all get to see it from the outside and you can tell um, that you just have the most amazing bond. But there's also another word that bonds you all together and it's whanaungatanga. Are you able to describe like what that means for you, um, having been a part of that environment? Yeah, I have been involved um, for, for a while now and I guess whanaungatanga to me is um, all about family mm. and um, having each other's backs. And um, I know that not everything will go um, the way that you want it to, but um, I think we have a good understanding about um, each other's personal space and, and how each other um, reacts sort of things. And, and obviously new people are going to come in and, mm. and people are going to leave and things, but I guess it's just, allowing everyone to be themselves and I think um, that was a big um, priority leading into that next phase um, after the Olympics. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that was whanaungatanga to me is just allowing each other an individual to be themselves and um, I think that's why we are able to to push through things and um, be there for one another. It's really well explained. So thank you for sharing that for us. It, uh, it explains things, you know, um, about that team. Where's your medal? Where's your gold medal from the Gold Coast? Who's got it? <laughs> I, I gave it to my parents because, nice. to be honest, um, I'm not very good at looking after <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your jersey still? Or is that, is that with mum and dad as well? Mum and dad have got that too. Nice. Well, I'm sure it's really special for them um, as well. Now, I mentioned the fact uh, that you did teach maths at Hamilton Girls High School and the Commonwealth Games is only a couple of days away and you'll be able to see your seven sisters go to work again. But um, one of the players playing in that team, you taught maths <laughs> in year 10 and now Jersey Hotham is playing at the Commonwealth Games. Like That must be pretty special to be able to see. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was quite funny, and I always um, pinch myself sometimes <laughs> thinking about Jazzy and Year Ten Maths class, um, making her sit at the front of the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, now she's an intelligent, um, um, 
woman and um, she's definitely pushed her way um, into this team and is, I'm excited to see her unleash um, at this, her first Commonwealth Games. Obviously, mm. um, there was a four where she wasn't able to attend the Youth Olympics and um, I guess this is her first pinnacle event and um, I'm excited to see how she goes. And do you think this team can go back to back? Is there any doubt in your mind that our girls are going to come home with that gold? Oh, no doubt, honestly. The amount of adversity that they're able to push through yeah. and, um, yeah, just what we've been through as a team. And I know it is what it is, but whether they win or lose, um, I know that we'll always be here for each other yeah. and it takes a, a full squad and, um, yeah, we're cheering from here and I know the girls will do their best. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know you would have loved to have been there yourself, but as you say, um, you're still a big part of this team. So thank you for coming on, sharing your story and your journey um, from the Gold Coast as well. Unbelievable moment that is written into our sporting history forever and you're a part of it. So well done. And once again, just thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. Shakira Baker joining us. Um, an incredible, incredible woman. I feel like we need to get her on again uh, to share her rugby story because she's got a fascinating story herself. We will when we've got some more time. We'll get her back on. But coming up right after this, we catch up with Cherry Blyde, who was an original. She played for the New Zealand women's rugby team before they had a name back in 1992. And on the weekend, she will be loud and proud supporting her daughter in the Blackfern seven side at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham from their farm, farm in Leperton. This is the Blackfern Show. Welcome back. Great to have you joining us today. We do this every fortnight on SCNZ between 7 and 8 o'clock and you can go back and listen to any of the interviews or share them. Uh, they're on all the different social channels that you use. Spotify, Apple, you can look them up on Twitter as well. So share them uh, with your mates, um, with your daughters, with your nieces, with anyone that you think needs to be inspired because uh, this is a wonderful co-papa. Women's rugby in Aotearoa is growing significantly and we just love being able to put a spotlight and talk about it well our next guest cherry blythe she's a bit of a legend i don't get nervous by many people but she is an absolute legend uh she was part of the black ferns many many moons ago back in 1992 she played for the new zealand women's side before they were actually labeled the black ferns she's taranaki's first female rugby president but arguably her proudest moment uh, would have been becoming a mum she's got twin boys and a daughter as well, Michaela Blyde. You'll know exactly who she is playing in Birmingham at the Commonwealth Games for our Blackburn 7 side this weekend. But we'll welcome her in. Cherry Blyde, she's been driving back from Papamoa to the farm in Taranaki today. Thank you so much for coming on the programme. How are you? How was the drive? How are you doing, Kirsty? Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. Lots of singing. I, I, <laughs> I quite like driving by myself. I sing away and I've got no one to tell me to shut up. <laughs> well, I have to say, you're an amazing mum going and making sure the house is okay for Michaela when she comes back from Birmingham. Um, but first and foremost, let's talk about uh, four years ago because we have been reflecting on the programme about the last gold, um, which was just an incredible day for New Zealand. Where were you in 2018 when our Black Fin Sevens won gold? Um, in the far stand, um, probably running that last <laughs> 70 metres with Kelly. I got left behind. But <laughs> we all but, were, oh, weren't we? Gosh. We all were. Oh, unbelievable, wasn't it? It was just so, 
yeah, I think the, the people sitting behind me and probably sitting in front and beside me were like, oh, my God, who's this lady? But, yeah, that was just, oh, it was exciting. It, it could have gone um, a lot easier for us. I think that would have been nicer for us all. But, yeah, I, I suppose a way to finish it off, isn't it? It was. It was a phenomenal performance. Um, honestly, one of the greatest games of sevens that I have ever watched. Um, I was going to yeah. ask what type of spectator are you, given the fact you've played the game as well. But I think your last uh, your last answer just explains it to us. Very hands-on. You want to be involved? Yeah, yeah. You, I, I'm, I'm normally quite calm. But, yeah, when it does get a little bit... Uh, touchy um yeah I, I can you know the old handshake and you stand up and you sit down and yeah that's why I quite like watching it at home because I can walk around and um you know just freak out if I want to freak out and I've got nobody to tell me to sit down and be quiet yeah now we will get into um your career with the Black Ferns shortly but first I just wanted to touch on Michaela she's the most amazing talent um of course you know this um top try scorer on the World Series she's been back-to-back World Sevens Player of the Year she's been a part of many dream teams Olympic gold medalist Commonwealth Games gold medalist world champion as well she has done it all um can you talk to us about the opportunities that have come from this go for gold program that New Zealand rugby um started back in 2012 and how far things have come since you were playing uh, almost three decades ago? Um, yeah, well, obviously, you know, for the likes of um, Michaela, yeah, she has done, done very well. We're very mm. proud of it. I'd still like to see her put the ball in the outside <laughs> arm, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, it was a great opportunity. Um, I've just finished, well, I'm halfway through reading Ricky's book yes. and, yeah, I'm read that little bit about um, the Go For Gold campaign that we had here in Taranaki and how, yes, my my beautiful daughter didn't mm. really want to go. And I do remember making it go, come on, chick, you come and have a go. You'll be good at it. you got the speed. Mm. And Dad goes, you got the mongrel? Yeah, <laughs> come on. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, we had probably 150 girls turn up to our one. Wow. Um, which was just outstanding yeah um so no and it has it's it just I think it's just opened up the world stage for a lot of girls that I think in some sports it is very very hard to get to that elite level mm. um and I think with rugby I think rugby's probably one of the better sports um and easier sports without sounding detrimental um to get to that elite level um if you want to be there because um, yeah, there's just so many opportunities, isn't there? Either with sevens yeah. or fifteens, uh, school girls as well. You know, like the age group stuff now. It's it's just yeah, it's growing big time. It's it's wonderful. But there's opportunities, I feel like, because of that program in 2012, and that obviously in turn um, turned the women's sevens program into a professional program, which then forced the hand of New Zealand rugby for the 15s program as well. So I feel like we've got a lot to thank for that program. But getting to your own journey, because you've got a phenomenal story as well. Um, you only started playing rugby because you weren't selected for the netball side. So we're lucky, yeah. aren't we? We're lucky that you didn't yeah. get in so that we've been able to see your, your journey too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you very much, Leonie Stokes, yeah, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, like, um, yeah, the best thing I did was go and have a run around for the Clifton Girls the yeah. following Sunday, because, yeah, I just fell in love with the game, and, and I think what what 
I love about it the most is you can celebrate those moments right there and then on the field, you know, mm. like if you score a try or if you get a turnover or whatever it is, you know, you celebrate it and it's just the, oh, just the camaraderie, everything is just, yeah, um, just wonderful. Just loved it, loved it to bits and still do, yeah. What are your fondest memories playing for New Zealand? Um, well, I only had just that one game in Auckland. Mm. Um and yeah, I can remember I I come home and I said to Steve, I'm so pleased we didn't do the national anthem because I can remember when Laurie gave me my jersey in the yeah. changing room. Um, I sort of had to put it on and turn away because like the the tears were welling up then. So yeah. I thought, oh goodness me, thank goodness we're not doing the anthem as well because I'd be blubbering away. But um, yeah, I, I just yeah loved it to bits and, and met so many cool um, other cool females and. You could just see then that you know it was going to take off. Um, so I, I'm I'm really pleased that we're stuck at it. And what about your involvement in rugby now? Um, how much involvement do you have? We know that you're president of the Taranaki Rugby Football Union, um, and we should say a massive congratulations because that is huge in its own right. Um, so can you tell us more about this role and how involved you are in the Taranaki region? Yeah, thank you. Um, no, it was very cool. Like here in um, Taranaki, we do, with our one, you do two years as vice president and then two years as president. So you've got to be voted on by the clubs here in Taranaki. Um, and there was me and another um, gentleman obviously put our names forward and I was very lucky to be voted on um, as the vice president. Um, so, yeah. I did two years virtually just watching uh, what our president at the time, Lyle French Wright, he sort of did and um, getting to meet people. And, and I was probably lucky. I knew a lot of the uh, people involved in the clubs because um, obviously I've coached junior staff mm. and, and following the two boys in the senior um, competition. So um, you sort of, you, or as a president here, it's a governance role. So it's more supporting the clubs um, obviously the um, the directors and the, the financial side of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's quite daunting. You know, you sort of come from a player. I think I've gone through every aspect. Yeah. You can be a player and then um, like a, a mum and then a manager and, <laughs> and then I've done admin and now you do this and it's a lot easier being a player. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a very important role. So it's fantastic that you are in that role. Um, Cherry, before we let you go, of course, the journey starts again. Well, it's already started, but we get to see the rewards uh, overnight on Friday where our Blackfern 7 side uh, take the field again at the Commonwealth Games. Where will you be watching it? I'll be at home this time, yep. Um, we've started carving, so um, you can't get my hubby away from the farm <laughs> when we're, uh, during the carving season. Um, so, no, we'll be here and, yeah, just looking forward to seeing the girls kick off um, again. And I'm actually, I've seen a picture of uh, Porsche's new hairstyle, so I'm looking forward to seeing those braids flying in the back there. It looks good, doesn't <laughs> it? It looks good. It does. It looks very impressive, yeah, but no. I think they'll do very, very well. They'll obviously, if they get through top of pool play, um, always say if, I never say when, um, if. um, Yeah, they'll obviously have either Aussie or Fiji in in a semi-final and um, then, yeah, progress through to the final, fingers crossed. That's going to be great. We cannot wait. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait either. I just think that was only yesterday that, 
we were over there. It does. Um, it's crazy yeah. that it's been four years. It's been four years. Amazing, though. We cannot I wait know. to see them back out there and to support these incredible ladies. Sherry, thank you so much for coming on our program. We appreciate it, and you absolutely are a legend. So thank you for all that you do for the women's game in New Zealand and the game in oh, general, I should say. Thank you very You're much. You're a talented blunt, uh, bunch, you blies. But thank you. And enjoy the action <laughs> this weekend. Of course, the Commonwealth Games starting overnight on Friday. Our Blackburns taking on Canada, Sri Lanka in day one, England day two. Hopefully the final, final on Monday morning.